0: your host Katie and this is Tea on the Rocks. Happy Tuesday or whatever day it is when you find yourself with my voice in your ears. If you're new here, here at Tea on the Rocks we discuss everything from what I eat in a day to navigating friendship breakups with a healthy dose of the fun and the feminine. And hello! It has been a minute I feel as though I've been pretty quiet on Instagram. It's not really on purpose. I just I'm really just figuring out working from home, sorting out my calendar so that I'm the most efficient. Today I was going to do another kind of chit-chat style episode with some just fun kind of quizzes and whatnot, just sort of like a new format that I wanted to try and and you know that I will try. But I had an appointment with my therapist on this past weekend, and it was a good appointment. I mean, side note, with therapy, I feel like there's always this sort of stigma that it has to be like this kind of terrible, um, tear-filled appointment. And don't get me wrong, like I've definitely had those times, but there are many sessions that i have with her that are more positive i think it's good to have a healthy balance of both and so you can kind of again get rid of that stigma in your mind that this is this is just a bad thing or something to be anxious about because it's really not but on at her suggestion i am going to be discussing a little bit more of why i left my day job the events that happened to influence me to make this decision and how working from home has been going so if this is kind of all over the place i apologize i decided to do it pretty off the cuff i don't really have much of a script so bear with me i guess (laughs) let's just do a little bit of a chit chat segment uh we're just doing a couple what show am i watching i'm still watching downton abbey i'm still i'm on like the latter part of season 6, and I just noticed, actually, that they uploaded the movie that they made from 2019 uh, to Netflix, so I'm going to be watching that, and I'm pretty excited. I don't know what it is about Downton. It's just so comforting. Even if the plot lines are absolutely wackadoodle, like, it's just, it's even more of a comfort show for me than Friends or Parks and Rec is. I'm also watching You with John. It's been kind of slow going because we've both been pretty busy, but still cracking away at that. I think we just finished episode three or four. And plans for the weekend. Well, of course, it is technically a long weekend. Not that that really matters to someone who does what I do, but I am front-loading all of my work to this week, or or I'm front-loading all of my work to um, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and a little bit Thursday because it is actually mine and John's four-year anniversary on the 12th. So we're really excited. We were gonna go to St. John, but there's like a circuit breaker situation and we kind of just decided it might be more fun to go see a movie, go get some dinner, have some drinks, just relax. So, and I, you know, I I will be honest, that's the longest I've ever been with someone. And I just have to say that I think John is amazing. He is so intuitive and kind and funny. He never makes me feel silly for being anxious or just wanting to talk things through. Like He is really the most understanding person that I've ever met. I just feel incredibly lucky to have him as a partner in life. You know, a lot of people say, oh, every relationship takes work, and it does. But I think that work doesn't always have to be something negative. I feel like John and I have spent a lot of time working on ourselves individually and together as a couple, and we communicate. We make sure that when we have a conversation, we or a discussion or or what have you we really just try and make sure the other person feels heard and we try to carve out time and this isn't really even a conscious thing that we do but we do sit down and have these little like life check-ins I guess like once or twice a week and I just find that really helps like keep each other abreast of kind of like what's going on especially when it comes to to my day-to-day life which is Lately, just full of a lot of different things and a lot of different little work irritations and whatnot. So, you know, nobody asked me for the secret (laughs) to a good relationship. But I would say for sure and hands down that it is just communicating. Always communicating, always having that line of communication open. Even just having it being a stream of consciousness and really just listening to what the other person is saying. Anyway... With that, let's get into today's topic. I don't think this is gonna be a very long one, but I am still happy to sit down and do this and discuss, and maybe it'll help me kind of process my thoughts and feelings. Might be all over the place, might not, (laughs) stay tuned. My last day of working at my day job, and again, obviously, if you know me, you know where I worked, but if you don't know me, Tough, like I, it again. It's it's a more private industry, and I just I'm not I'm not putting anybody on blast or anything. I'm just I prefer just that not, not to be public. I mean, afraid you can go reach my Facebook page and find out if you want, but like really, I'm just not gonna say it out loud. So anyway, with that being said, last day of the day job was on November fifth, and. I decided just to stay till 11.30. There was a little bit of back and forth about that with the accounting department being like, well, you know, has your team lead approved this? And I'm just like, it's my last day. I don't work for you anymore. (laughs) So like, why does it matter? Anyway, I know that processes need to be adhered to and rules followed. And I understand that this other person just wants their ducks in a row. But to me, it just felt so arbitrary. I ended up getting... um, a three week notice or like almost a three week notice because I had given my notice on let's open up my calendar here. I had given my notice on the 19th of November. Things were really ramping up for me in terms of content and copywriting. And I just, like I said in previous episodes, I had to make a decision and you know what I mean? It, it wasn't a hard choice, and they didn't really make it a hard choice. If I'm being honest, not only was the industry not something I wanted to be in, as we know, but I just don't love the way that some portions of my day job are run. And I, you know, I don't want to get too specific, but it's. It, it was easy for me, if I'm already on the fence, it was easy for me to kind of take a look at my surroundings and how things were going and be like, okay, well, there's not much keeping me here. You know what I mean? So anyway, still gave them plenty of notice. And, you know, it's not really a hugely busy time of year. um. So maybe I really didn't need to, but whatever. Extra week of pay. And, and touching a little bit on how they didn't make it difficult to leave there was an let's say just say there was an incident that had happened in october that made me feel very undervalued and essentially my engagement levels were called into question my work there was excellent i'm a very engaged worker like if i Am having difficulties or if I have questions or what have you, I will always reach out. I will always ask questions. I will collaborate with my team. I will do whatever I need to do to get to the bottom of what I'm experiencing. And I would like to think and I believe that I was pretty engaged with my team and for what we did on the day to day and the people who were with me on the day to day, I think would agree. If you don't, well, I'm sorry. (laughs) But uh, I, I would think that they agree. I worked with a great group of ladies and I miss them. You know, they are one of the aspects of my day job that I will miss the most. They were a great help to me. I was new to this industry and this industry has a lot of ins and outs. So being able to lean on my team in friendship, and when it came to work issues, was phenomenal. There was, of course, this incident where my engagement was called into question, and during this meeting that I had, a higher up in the company became involved when perhaps maybe it wasn't appropriate, and I just don't agree with the way it was handled. Um, it was kind of a Without getting too much into it, it was a little bit of a surprise attack for both myself and my team leader. The way that this meeting was handled and the way that, you know, the overarching theme was we love your work, but we just don't know if you want to be here and we don't know if we want to invest more in you. That makes sense on paper, but it was just... it it could have been handled in, in such a more professional and appropriate way. It made me rethink like my interactions with a couple of different people. Like I got a comment like, well, you know, you walk by and, and you, you just look sad. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, I'm working and I don't think I look sad. I'm certainly not sad. I'm just working. I'm, don't really feel like i'm feeling any kind of extreme emotion i'm just working and i know this is quite vague the way i describe it but that is kind of on purpose but it gives you a little more insight as to the tipping point for me not long after that happened i had a lot of discussions with john and a couple of other people that are that i'm close to and the consensus was okay Well, if you weren't on the fence before, then this meeting had the exact opposite effect of what they wanted, which is something that I shared with them. I, during that meeting and and later on, I made it pretty clear that if they were trying to reengage me, that was not the way to do it. I took some time to think, of course, as I say, and then I gave my notice and they were in the middle of a large restructuring, so I'm kind of glad I gave my notice when I did because I do feel like I would have made things a lot more sticky had I put in my notice after this restructuring had occurred. So that is kind of that. You know, it, it, it really is unfortunate when you feel undervalued, uh, misunderstood, and underworked. I'll be honest, my position was a little bit of um, like a fluid position in that I had several duties, but I actually didn't have a lot of work. There would be times, especially earlier this year and in 2020, where I would not have anything to do and I wasn't fully trained, so I couldn't really help my other team members, which made me feel kind of like a useless tit, to be honest. And that doesn't really foster a sense of pride in your work. And it doesn't make you feel like a part of the team when you, you can't contribute. And it wasn't an issue of just training. I, I, to be honest, I was still training by the end of my employment there. And I had worked there for over a year and a half. Or not over, just about a year and a half. So I think that when you're underworked, Not only do you get incredibly bored, like I felt like my brain was just leaking out of my ears some days. But when you get work to do, I don't feel like you grasp it as well or you perform as well as you might like. I'm sorry if you hear Pepper. She is upset that I have the door closed and she is letting me know. And again, I want to stress that the work that I did was good. This is this was never in contest. I'm a smart person and I'm a hard worker. But again, it made it difficult to get into a rhythm, I think is what I'm trying to say. Like when I would get work in, I would do it right. But it just, I I was so kind of sluggish from not really having much to do that I felt like maybe it took me longer or just... You know, I I would kind of go down the merry path and trying to get this task done when really if I had been getting several tasks of the same kind, I think I would have been more efficient. In any case, as 2021 did go on, I did start to get more work. Um, I was still very much in training, but I was still able to do more work and I definitely felt like I had shaken the cobwebs off a little bit. But... You know, I digress. The point is, like I said in a previous episode, if you don't like the industry you're in and the industry that you are in is not making it really hard for you to leave, there's not really much incentive to stay, then if you have a passion somewhere else and if you are objectively and frankly making money in this other industry and this other passion that you have, pursue it. Like, I don't know how many people that I've spoken to that say, you know, I I wish I would have the, the gumption to do this. And for me, I don't know if it was gumption. I think I was just driven to a point where I was miserable there and it was either leave or let my mental health suffer. But The thing is, a job is still a job. I talk a lot about passion and the industry that I love and whatnot. And that's all very well and good. But work is still work. I'm not on a yacht in Ibiza somewhere with my laptop open, writing a few lines down. What I am doing is pretty involved. It's a lot of work. It requires a lot of brain power. And I just, I don't want, I guess what I'm trying to say is... If you are in a position, if you are fortunate enough to be in a position where you can quit a job that you're not passionate about, do it. The I, I truly feel like the universe, spirit, God, higher power, whatever you believe in, I truly think that once you decide on a path, the path will unfold as it should. Do you know what I mean? Like now that I've made the decision to leave and have left, I do feel like the path I am on now is unfolding the way that it should. So that might have been a bit of a ramble, but it leads me to how I'm managing my workload and how I'm managing working remotely. Last week, I built out my calendar. I just use Google Calendar I do have kind of white label emails addresses for other agencies or what have you that I work with, but everything, all the work I have to do every meeting, I sort of siphon through my main master work email. I've been trying experimenting with with time blocking, and this is kind of something that I had done before. I quit my day job as well, but now I'm obviously doing it in full force. So with time blocking, I feel like I underestimate the time that I need for each project. So I do find myself kind of pushing things to the next day, which I realize is not the most efficient. But it is more efficient than just flying by the seat of your pants and not having any plan for your day whatsoever. Like, for example, I I book out a lunch hour for myself from about 1130 to quarter after one And that's actually when I'm recording this, I wasn't really doing that before. And now I am, I I realize I was listening to a podcast or something that said that you really do have to carve out that personal time. You have to write it down and make it very clear that you are in personal time. Because I I find, especially for me, I, I feel very guilty if I'm not working. So not only does time blocking help me with those feelings of guilt and stress and overstimulation, but it allows me to block out that personal time, too. I don't know that every day is going to look the same. Obviously, I don't think it will. My calendar is blocked out. Let's see here. Well, this is the wrong email address. Hold on, folks. Here we go. So right now I'm on my lunch break and my calendar is blocked out until eight tonight. So I have my lunch break and then I have some work I'm spending the entire afternoon on, and then I'm going to have my supper time. Then after that, I have an email that I have to draft and a kind of smaller task that should only take me about an hour to two hours tomorrow. It's looking a little bit lighter. For example, I don't really have anything scheduled past three 30. So every day is gonna look a little bit different depending on the deadlines. Like I I have some projects that have two to four day turnaround times, and then other projects are longer. They're more like strategy products, (laughs) products, they're more strategy projects that take longer that maybe aren't necessarily due in x amount of days but still need to be worked on and as far as where i work uh, i've actually so far spent a lot of time at either starbucks or second cup second cup is kind of like i don't know <laughs> it's fine it's a cafe the wi-fi is not very good but i do find it's a little bit quieter than starbucks starbucks it's like a nightclub especially in the late afternoon. Oh my goodness. But yeah, Starbucks and second cup. And of course I have my workstation at home. I do find that I get a little cabin feverish at home. So I imagine that I will at least two, three days out of the week I'll, I'll spend good chunks of time at uh, a cafe. And there are other local cafes that I want to try. Um, the muse or or what have you if you're from fredericton and you're listening and you know of a good cafe where you like to go and work please let me know dm me on instagram email me (laughs) just let me know (laughs) i think i'll wrap it up here this is just a little bit of insight into why i left and again i want to reiterate like I know I talked a lot about you know just quit blah 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 it I know that it's not that easy and for me for a long time it wasn't that easy and even now I don't imagine it's that easy I don't have all the logistical stuff worked out next year I've got to file for a GST number and I've got to do all this crazy tax stuff that I only half understand very murky definitely my ducks were not all in a row when I quit and you know, I have a little bit of savings, but not a ton. I just front loaded my client list up probably too much so that it would be essentially the equivalent of a full-time job when I quit. And so far, a couple days in, that seems to be kind of how it's shaking out. So that's good. Like, I'm definitely, like, I'm definitely working full-time. I'm absolutely, like, today, like I said, I'm working till eight. It's, it's really a matter of, trying to be as strategic as you can of course yes should you have three months worth of savings or whatever sure but I don't think that's realistic for everybody I think it's much more realistic for an experienced or at least semi-experienced copywriter or content specialist to um, just front load the clients and up the ante with current clients So at the very least, you're starting off with a large workload that you obviously, you know, that you can reasonably organize. But I definitely didn't do everything right, but I have faith that it'll work out. So with that, that about wraps it up for today. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next time on Tea on the Rocks.